2: Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing, and today I'm joined by Dave Jackson of the School of Podcasting. Hello, David. Oh, Andy. Great to be here, buddy. Coming in loud and clear over the pond. Uh, which part of America are you based in? I'm actually in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Which means absolutely nothing to me. It's somewhere to the
3: west. Yeah, it's, it's the east coast, kind of like. Okay. Uh, yeah. Closer to New York than California.
2: Now, Dave, I don't. I was checking just before we started the recording. I don't think I have interviewed you before for the Internet Marketing Podcast. I probably get loads of phone calls now coming in saying, yes, you did. It was episode number, whatever it was. But I think uh, I'm, I did interview you for one of my other podcasts. But um, that was quite a while ago. And I just wanted to um, have a bit of a catch up about where you think podcasting is these days. I don't know. There was a lot of hype in the early days. I mean, was it justified in your opinion? Yeah. It, the biggest
3: phrase I, I hated to hear when I listened back, you know, Adam Curry is one of the guys that helped develop podcasting. Yeah. And, you know, he said, hey, we're all going to quit our day jobs. And I'm like, oh, man, if I could take one phrase out of that whole area, because we're all like, oh, hey, you know, this is going to be great. And I think it was the potential of podcasting. When we went, wow, this is really cool. I can reach a global audience. Mm. And but looking back, it it was like, yeah, this is what's going to happen. You know, this is going to be great. And which it it has slowly happened, but there wasn't any proof. There was nobody saying, hey, look at this guy. He's got, you know, 2 million downloads. He's making X amount of money. We all just went, hey, because we can reach a global audience and because there's no, you know, FCC here in the States, you can say anything. And it was, you know, and people are going to sponsor us because we've got our niche. We we kind of understood where it was going. Mm. The problem was I don't think we had any idea how incredibly slow it was going to get, yeah. going to get there. So I, I think it was you know, justified in the fact that we all saw its potential. But on the other hand, I, I just don't think, I mean, even today, I, I still, you know, it's nine years later and I'll be talking about uh, podcasting to somebody, you know, you still get occasionally they'll go, look, I don't want to sound stupid or anything. And you're like, yeah, and they go, well, what's a podcast? So we <laughs> still have that person that, that uh, is new.
2: Yeah, it feels, I, I don't know, I just get this feeling that podcasting has got a bit of a second wind recently. Is it just me?
3: Yeah, it's um, what's kind of funny because it's had a a second, a third, a fourth wind about every, I would say about every two to three years, somebody comes out and announces that podcasting is dead. Yeah, yeah. And then all the podcasters come out of the woodwork and say, no, it's not. Uh, But the the biggie that really turned the boat around, and we're going to have another wave here in about uh, uh, three or four months, Mm. is when the podcast app, uh, because one of the waves was when iTunes came out, you know, that that really got people kind of on board, or at least another wave of people. Yeah. And when, when Apple released the podcast app, uh, that was another one, because more and more people are like, what is this podcasting thing? And so it also made it more mobile. And that was the other thing. If we go back to, you know, 2006, 2007, you had your iPod that you had to, you had to plug in a cable and synchronize to iTunes. And if you're out in your car, you know, and you ran out of podcast, you're like, oh, I got to wait till I get home to synchronize. Well, now with smartphones, you can basically you know, just drive across wherever and download more and more podcasts. Uh, Then you have uh, apps like Stitcher now where you don't even have to download the show. It'll just stream right there. Yes. So there's more and more technology that's coming into the space. And uh, I know um, Rob Walsh, who's the vice president of podcast relations said, I think the last time I heard it was like 64% of downloads now are coming from mobile. So It's really uh, given it quite a a shot in the arm. And the thing that's coming in the future here is the next release of uh, iOS for Macintosh, which, of course, is also on iPads and iPhones, Mm -hmm. will have that podcast app in the software. You won't have to download it, install it. Not that that's a huge hurdle, but nonetheless, it's just going to be there. And more importantly, you won't be able to delete it. So I think more and more people are just going to have that thing show up and go, well, what's this? I've heard a lot about it.
2: Yeah, what does this do?
3: Yeah, and I so I think we're going to have another rush of people, uh, you know, listening to their, their first podcast here in the next few months.
2: It's interesting how the tech, because in my mind, podcasting, I don't know, was it 2005? The, the very first people were, you started in 2005, didn't you? Don?
3: Yeah, it's actually the
2: very end of 2004. Is 2004, when, uh,
3: yeah. Yeah, it's like September 2004, I think, is when most people say it
2: was, quote, born. Well, I just, And I jumped in in 2005. Because I always felt from the early days that the the thing that was holding... Podcasting was brilliant, but the thing that was holding it back was the tech and the difficulty in explaining it to people. And I felt there were difficulties in consumption. I felt that you had to be a bit of a geek to actually know how to consume a podcast. I really get this feeling that the tech is slowly catching up now. I think you're right. I think one of the big thrusts was when we were able to cut the cord between the listening device and the computer. I mean, you mentioned about mobile. Over 60% now is mobile... Listening, mm-hmm. yeah, and most of these mobile apps now, you know, especially the the non Mac ones, you don't have to link to the computer. You can just grab them on the fly. Now we have this this latest thing, the podcasting app. So you think that's going to have a big impact? Do you on um sort of a built in podcasting app in? in the sort of mac operating system
3: yeah and i'm I'm just basing that on when itunes came out i mean before itunes it was tremendously it was impossible and that's where only geeky people really got into podcasting but when itunes came along it made it a little easier they came up with the uh the one button subscribe which made things easier so i I just i'm basing it on that that here again it's you're getting people in that and then you know i'm reading more and more with um uh, applications like Stitcher now are in cars and I keep hearing more and more models are being added to that. And you've got the, uh, the Apple, I forget the name of it. It's like Apple car, or Apple auto or something that uh, yeah. that's coming in the future. So more and more is just taking on more and more platforms and you're seeing even now devices. I cannot remember the name of it, but there's a new powered speaker hmm. that has the Stitcher app built into it. Really? So it must, yeah. So it must be some sort of Wi-Fi thing. So it's almost like a, a smartphone without the phone. And it's just made for streaming Pandora and Stitcher, and it's this little cone of a speaker. Yeah. And uh, it even has kind of a Siri function to it, where you can hold down a button and say, "Play the such and such song," and it will do it. <laughs> really. So I was. Stitcher, like, well, I-
2: find me a podcast on underpants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me do that for you, Andy. Hang on one moment. Oh, I found four. I'll play the first one. <laughs> so
3: again, I think consumption is going to get easier and easier, and yeah. th- the great thing is, is more people start to consume podcasts. Then the developers say, wow, there's actually an audience over there. So you're starting to see more and more services come available. Now there are more and more people that are offering, I will edit your podcast or Mm. uh, other services like Alphonic, which will clean up your podcast and and post it on a bazillion different websites for you. So Mm. as the audience come, the services come, as the services come, then there's more competition, which means better services. So it's it's just a slow process. That's the only thing. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I want all the toys. I want all the audience here right now, doggone it, but it's fun. I'm still an evangelist. It's, it's fun when you find that person that doesn't know anything about podcasting. And I'm like, okay, well, what are you interested in? And they say, um, you know, Frisbee golf. And you're like, hold on a second. You Google and you're like, yep, here's a Frisbee golf podcast. There you go. (laughs) And, uh, off they go
2: just a quick uh, mention about stitcher because i it took me a while to get into stitcher and I, i for months about a year ago i was going around saying to people who asked me about podcasting i was saying as soon as not in a northern voice but i'll say it in a northern voice as soon as someone comes up with an app that makes listening to podcasts like turning on the radio they'll be rich not realizing that stitcher had kind of already done it
3: yeah yeah, and it's it's really that's that's the weird one. Google has just ignored podcasting, so they're really huge on you know the Android side because uh, there really weren't that many apps for that. There's Beyond Pod, mm. uh, which is a, a decent app. It's all it's the good news is with that particular app, it has so many different functions that you can really customize how it downloads and streams and plays. But it's a little a little too much of a learning curve for some people. So Stitcher came along, mm. and it helps you discover podcasts and rate and all those other fun things that you can do with and podcasts. It kind of
2: molds itself to your interest, doesn't it? Because it lets you sort of thumbs yeah. up or thumbs down what it's feeding you.
3: Yeah. So it's uh, it's a great way to discover podcasts because you'll listen to one and give it a thumbs up, and it's like, oh, well, if you like this, you'll probably you know, like Check this. these out. Yeah. yeah.
2: Now, you've been teaching people how to podcast since, uh, I think, 2005. Was that right, 2005? was it? Just yep. 2005. Yep. Have you seen um, a shift or any sort of emerging patterns in the kind of people using podcasting?
3: Yeah, I mean, in the very beginning, you know, again, 2004, 2005, it was so hard to consume a podcast that the only people that were trying to make them were the ultimate geeks. So this is where the Leo Laports and the yeah. This Week in Tech and all the – the techie people came on and and Leo was one of the people that I don't know how many years ago that said podcasting is dead. And it's not that podcasting is dead. It's that all the geeks had already come on board and his audience growth was not growing at the same uh, trajectory that it was in the past. So he was kind of like, Hey, things are slowing down. So, mm. you know, the, the geeks came on first and a lot of people forget this one there for a while. Uh, language podcasts were huge, you know, learn French, learn Spanish, learn yep. whatever German. Uh, it, those took off for a while and uh which actually led to one of the first times where people started making money with a podcast you would have lessons free to learn a language and oh by the way take our course over here to to learn even more
2: mm.
3: and then with the um a couple of years ago i think he's been doing it now mark Marin is a comedian here in the states and he did a uh does a podcast called wtf and this was a comedian what does that, that sound was, for dave yeah uh what the frick <laughs> and uh he said uh There was a guy who literally couldn't get a job as a comedian, and his his manager was saying. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on
1: LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role.
0: Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes,
3: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com/slash acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. And you know, I don't know what we're gonna do, but he was on uh, uh, some sort of normal radio station uh, that was political and he got let go and he just started a podcast basically in his garage and was lucky enough he'd been in comedy so long that he had a lot of really famous people as friends and started interviewing them and it just took off and here again as soon as somebody has success with it everybody takes that formula thinking they can recreate that success Mm. and so now every single pot every single comedian has a podcast and it's it's kind of funny because after a while all the podcasts are are comedians interviewing other comedians. And after a while, you're like, oh, here's, you know, <laughs> Doug Stonehope or whatever his name is again or, or whatever. And they're all interviewing each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a big wave. And then uh, there's a guy named John Lee Dumas, super nice guy, incredibly disciplined and incredibly just he's an intense guy. If you ever meet him, he's exactly the way he sounds on, uh, on his podcast. And he launched Entrepreneurs on Fire. Hmm. And the interesting thing is John started his podcast and did something that nobody else had done, which was he did a daily show. Why? Because he wanted to listen to a show every single day. And there, he said, "Well, I'm sure if there are people like me, you know, th- there's got to be other people that want a show every single day." And he creates a show every single day. Now he doesn't do it every day. He does it on Monday and records whatever seven shows. So he's he was in the uh, army and has a very military kind of background where he's very disciplined and lines things up. And I just he was just in Forbes magazine. And he's slotted to make two million dollars this year. Now he's not doing that just from the podcast, mm-hmm. although he makes a lot of money from advertising, but he's also leveraging his audience, which is really where you make the podcast. You, you earn their like and trust from your podcast. and then in most cases, you're selling a service or a book. or in John case, in John's case, he's selling everything. He's selling classes on webinars, he's selling classes on how to make a podcast. And so which is great. I love when I see somebody have just huge amounts of success. Mm. What's what's somewhat disappointing, and this is where I say in about seven months, we're going to have another wave of podcasting is dead <laughs> because, because a lot of people are doing exactly what he does. They're going to do a daily show. They're going to interview entrepreneurs about their story, about how they failed and how they overcame it and how they're going on. But the problem is they're not John Lee Dumas. Mm. I mean, I, I can put on some suits and, and play the guitar and get four guys. I'm not going to be the Beatles. You know, you've you got to have the talent. And the other thing about if we go to the Beatles, those guys are pretty unique you know, and, and so is John Lee Dumas and you're not going to out John Lee Dumas doing John Lee Dumas. So I always, I tell people embrace your own originality and your history and your experience and and make something very unique. Uh, I'm also a musician. So when I look back at people like, and I'm old. So when I look back at people like Jimi Hendrix, here's a guy who took the blues and he took psychedelic music and he took rock and merged it into his own thing that, you know, if you hear a Jimi Hendrix song, it's, it's instantly sounds like Jimi Hendrix. And unfortunately, I think a lot of podcasters now are, are finding somebody who is having success and they try to really, and it's not even imitation. They just try to flat out rip off their show Yeah, and it doesn't work because they don't have the, the talent in some cases, they don't have the discipline. And, uh, so that's, that's really the, right now we're in a surge of lots and lots and lots of, uh, entrepreneurs interviewing other entrepreneurs about, you know, making money online. So it's kind of <laughs> interesting. So I, I still I'm waiting for things like uh, actors would be great. Anybody that really wants an audience, you know, or, and there are businesses that are, are using it to, uh, you know, better connect with their their potential customers, you know, there's all sorts of great uses for that. And, and I Mm -hmm. see people that are using it to be seen as an expert and, uh, you know, you have the, the Pat Flynn's of the world. Pat Flynn is another guy he's an internet marketer that, uh, is having great success with it. So, but, um, yeah, so it's, it's shifted. We started off with really incredibly, you know, technique people. And it's also, that's the other thing has changed. More and more services are making it easier to create a podcast. You know, now you can, you can, I'm right now I'm talking into a uh, microphone. It's an ATR 2100. I think it was $40 when I bought it and it, it plugs in directly
2: via USB. So you plug it into your computer, you hit record and off you go. Sounds good. You mentioned in there, Dave, about, um, you sort of using podcasting to leverage your existing business and therefore make it more successful. Do you still get people coming to you and saying, Dave, how do I make money directly from my podcast? And if you do, what do you say to them? Well, I usually tell them it it can be done, but most people don't make
3: money from the actual sale of the, let's say it's an MP3 file. Mm. Uh, the people that do that have been doing it for years. Uh, Mark Maron is one. He sells his back catalog because he has like whatever, 400 shows or something like that. So there are a few people that have a large back catalog. There's a uh, a comedy podcast called Keith and the Girl. I think they're up to a thousand episodes now because they do it for uh, five days a week. Yeah. And they will sell their back catalog. but in most cases, most people are not making money directly selling the actual content. Uh, and, and I usually recommend people don't do that when they start out because a lot of people forget when you first start out, you don't have an audience. Hmm. So when you start out and you're making a, let's say you're making a free uh, episode and one for people to pay for. Well, if you don't have an audience, you're doing double the work for no pay. And that usually leads to burnout. Yeah. And so I always say, you know, make the best content you can that has people going, oh, I have to tell my friend about this. I can't believe I found this podcast. And make that wow kind of content, grow your audience, and then if you want to, Uh, make money directly from the sale of the mp3 file most people are just doing it uh, with a company like libsyn which is libsyn.com they have a system where you can sell your back catalog or of course there's a bazillion different you know wordpress plugins and things like that to allow you to sell downloads and again there's there's more companies coming up every day that allow you to uh... to sell digital stuff so but usually it's you earn the trust you're seen as a a trusted uh... friend for lack of a, a better phrase Uh, When you come out with great content that that helps your audience or that inspires them or or it educates them, I always say it it typically moves people in one way or another, whether it's, you know, laugh, cry, think, groan, something of that nature. I always tell people, you know, whatever you're watching on the the television or whatever you're listening to on the radio, when you're done with that, ask yourself, why do I watch this show? Mm. And usually you'll find out that it's some sort of way that you've been moved, whether uh, I watch uh, there's a show here in the States called The Daily Show. It's a political show, but it's very much a, a comedy. They spoof the news. And it's funny because I actually get the real news, but it's in a much more entertaining fashion. So I like that because I get the news kind of. And uh, but it makes me laugh as opposed to uh, the regular news here, which is just dreadful.
2: Yeah, the idea of spoofed silly news is, is something that appeals to me as well. <laughs> yeah. um, so just finally, Dave, um, Someone is, you know, thinking of doing a podcast, what would be your, I don't know, your three top bits of advice to someone considering starting a podcast? Well, number one, you have to figure out who's going to listen to this. Mm. And
3: and that you just have to have a target to hit. And because that's going to help you develop your content. And, you know, I always say, figure out who that is. And, And the clearer you can make that picture the better it's going to be. And then the second question is you have to ask yourself, okay, why am I starting a podcast? Because if you can't answer the why, you're never going to make it through the house. So maybe it's, you want to be seen as an expert, or maybe you just want to get the the word out. Maybe you're trying to, to get the word out about some sort of, you know, a global warming or some sort of movement that you want to get the word out on. So figure out who you're talking to, figure out why you want to uh, podcast. And then I always tell people record a couple uh, it doesn't matter if it's a big, fancy microphone. It could, you know, dust off the cassette deck and and just record yourself talking because I think you'll find that, uh, number one, it takes more time. I usually tell people there's a four-to-one ratio. If you want to do a one-minute podcast, it's going to take four minutes. If you're going to do a 15-minute podcast, it's going to take an hour. And a lot of times people are like, well, that's crazy. If I talk for five minutes, there's my podcast. And I would say, yeah, but you, you, had, to, uh, you had to figure out what you're going to talk about, and then you recorded it. Maybe you do some editing and then you have to throw it on your website. And by the time you do that, your one minute podcast took four minutes. So I I always say, keep that in mind, you know, record a couple so you can see how much it's going to be. Then determine how long your podcast episode should be. Because some people will say, you know, I'm going to do an hour long podcast once a week. And I'm like, hold on a second, go record an hour long podcast. Because an hour long podcast, that's a lot of work. And uh, so by knowing who you're going to talk to, and then why you're getting into it, and then actually you know, doing some sort of test so you can make an informed decision on how often do I want to do a show, how long do I want it to be. Uh, that'll give you a clear picture. And then from there, you know, step four would be, of course, come to the School of Podcasting. <laughs> so,
2: well, which brings us very nicely to my final question, which is how can our listeners find out about Dave Jackson and the School of Podcasting?
3: There you go. Just go to schoolofpodcasting.com. I've got uh, over 400 episodes that are all free there that you can listen to. And uh, we talk about all things podcasting from, you know, planning your show to what kind of gear to get and how to promote it. And in some cases, how to make money. And I, I interview other people that are doing podcasts and things like that. So yeah, just go to
2: Schoolofpodcasting.com. Fantastic. Well, Dave, thank you so much for your insights. I'm hoping that will um, um, spur people on that have been on the cusp of um, thinking about starting a podcast. Yes, thank you so much. This has been great. And to all our listeners, thank you for listening. It's sitevisibility.com slash IM podcast, which is where you'll find us on the web. If you've got questions, uh, send them to podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk. If you want to call us and leave a message, it's plus four four one two seven three two five six one five zero. And of course, you'll find us on iTunes and we love reviews and ratings. As I'm sure Dave. Dave does absolutely So it's goodbye for me and it's goodbye from Dave and we'll see you next time on internet marketing
0: planning for your next trip.